What is going on, good people? I'm super pumped to be here today. We've got a lot of news to go over, and I'm going to punch the intro, and then we'll get to the Cam Newton release, we'll get to Mac Jones starting, we'll get to some fantasy football tips, some ads, some drops, some trade advice, who to sell high, who to buy low, who you regret drafting, Smitty, how do I get rid of Joe Mixon, I somehow tripped and fell and didn't listen to you, and I drafted Joe Mixon or or uh, uh, DeAndre Swift, what do I do, Smitty, we're going to try and get you through all of that, we have made it to 7.5k, as you can see above my noggin, and it's all because of you and all the support you guys have shown, I, I, pre- I appreciate every one of you, you guys are awesome, I'm going to hit the intro, and then we're going to get to it. This is the Fantasy Football Show. With your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. Take a lap. Oh, yo, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. We got the, can we get a roll call for the Callaway, the one Callaway, Callaway gang? I think we even got a song here. Hold on. Any super chat today above $5 gets the Marquez one call away Callaway song played guaranteed just so you know. On to the show. Uh guys here behalf of the Swift gang. Hey man, we appreciate everybody, okay? And if you're a Swift truther, do your thing. Don't let me sway you away. Don't let anybody sway you away, but I ain't drafting the man. You can have him. I ain't going near him at his ADP. Would I take him in the fifth round? Sure. He's not going to fall there, but I'm just saying. And we've got uh, the Callaway gang check-in by Fantasy Dad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get into the news and talk about uh, Smitty just became a new member. Love the content. boy, Jason. Everybody give Jason... Uh, a round of applause. Let's see. Do we have applause anymore? I don't think we have pl- applause. We're just going to make you take a lap. Taking a lap is good. Take a lap. Take, take a lap. Everybody takes a lap, Jason. It take does it. It's not bad. It's good. And and your first if you're new to the show, you got to take a lap. You got to you got to pay your dues. It's like being it's like being initiated into the into the show. And then next time somebody new comes in, you tell them to take a lap, Jason. Appreciate you. Uh what's up Terry? Terry in the house. Terry, we'll we'll try and do that that shirt uh, shirt making today if that's cool with you I don't know what your schedule looks like uh, about an hour or so after maybe we can jump on a, a quick call design it I'll probably make it and then and then whatever we'll go from there anybody wants a shirt go to smitty1.com and click on the merch button Tariq in the house what's up Tariq what's up uh, Markor20 what's up Cameron what's up Switch what's going on Kenny Powers what's up Guy what's up again Terry um, we've got Rendon in the house, White Mamba in the house, Aaron, Alexander, what's up, Edge, Jason, K 
Kevin, Ball's Life, Evan, uh, Naya, I'm not sure how to say your name properly, I apologize, Naya, I'm going to call you Naya, David, W, Oz, Ant-Man, Austin B, Dominic, Lombardo, Edit, Rockout, David, I can't name all of you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what's up Nick, okay, first piece of news, you've heard it, you've heard it, Cam Newton released, none of us are really that surprised, none of us are all that, um, you know, petrified of, of what it does to fantasy football, because Mac Jones is a better quarterback, Mac Jones looks really good, we liked making fun of, we called him Macaroni Mac all off season long, but the dude is, is really good, he's a good quarterback, he's going to be a good quarterback, I've heard people call Mac Jones a noodle arm quarterback, um, He's he's not he's not like he doesn't look like a quarterback compared to the other top four quarterbacks. So there's a lot of hate on Mac Jones. We did a lot of memes on him. I admit I did some memes, but I still was rooting for him and I, I have been rooting for him. Mac Jones flat out took the starting gig from Cam Newton, who was playing relatively well. Like I mean, he was earning the job, and they said no, we're releasing him, which is kind of surprising because wouldn't you want a good backup like? I understand they want to not have a divide. They don't want Mac looking over his shoulder. But from a football perspective, a football move perspective, you wonder why they didn't just keep both quarterbacks, you know? Like, why would you not want to have backed up Mac in case he goes down? You have a pretty solid team. I've, I've made fun of the Patriots, too. I've done some meme some meme action on the Patriots build, you know, going double tight ends and, and whatnot. But, I mean... I feel I feel like I feel like keeping Cam wouldn't have been a bad idea. Does he go to Dallas? Dallas is looking like a, a, a front runner, I would say, early on at least. Um, and this report right here confirms that. So Dallas, I mean, they need to back back up, and at least he fits a little bit of the the mold of like, okay, he can keep the offense moving, he can run the football a little bit. Dak, you know, Dak Dak is a concern. One roll on that ankle and Dak will be out for the year. That ankle's not built or rebuilt to take an uh, you know take a roll. So if someone rolls up on the ankle, Dak is going to go down. This would be a really good move for the Cowboys. They need somebody. He's not the best passer in the world, but he would be pretty darn good to add to the Cowboys roster. Out of respect for Cam Newton, probably wanted to give him a shot to start somewhere. That could be it, Gary. Um, sometimes teams do that kind of thing, which is good. But you got to ask yourself, though, if you're running this team, would you really do that, or would you, you know, keep them because it's business? I don't know. I I think uh, I think they're going to be hard pressed to find a better backup, a guy to come in if Mac were to get hurt. I just think it was it, it's a strange move. I understand it, but it's going to be uh, give me a, a a weird year. For the Patriots, they, their defense is going to be surprising because a lot of people opted out, and you know the, the pandemic season last year was was a nightmare. And I think people forget the Patriots could be pretty good on D. Um, I also think uh, I think Washington looks scary. Like streaming defenses, I talked to Scotty about this on a call today. We did a draft call, and Scotty and I, Scotty's in here. We talked about. Streaming defenses versus not streaming. Do you just take Washington? Do you just take Tampa? Do you take the Rams? Do you 
take the 49ers or do you stream? It kind of depends on you. You don't want to be streaming for the first time and get, you know, overwhelmed and then you don't end up, you know, picking up the right defense at the right time. You screw yourself. Like if you're not, if you don't have the time management for this, then you don't need to be streaming defenses. So Cam Newton released. Does he go to, I mean, Indy would be smart to bring him in. I'll tell you that right now. Indy would be smart. That would salvage some of the worries and concerns you'd have if, if, if freaking Wentz went down. Like you'd have Cam, not the not the best quarterback in the world, but maybe you win games. You know, like Cam would not be a bad ad at all for the Colts. Dallas, Indy would be the two best places. But you know, does he have a play? Does he have a you know? To, to Gary's point, is there a place where he can even start? No, I mean that's the thing. Is like they release him out of respect, but where's he going to go to start? He's not going to start anywhere. So. Unless Wentz were to go down again or have a setback, and that's where he probably find the, the best opportunity. Uh, so Cam, Cam, Cam out. Mac Jones in in two QB leagues. Mac's a good starter. These rookie quarterbacks are going to produce in a two QB league. You wouldn't be crazy to grab them. Okay, two Saints uh, pieces of Saints news right here. Lat Murray. Made the 53-man roster. We weren't sure if Lat Murray was going to make the roster. We weren't. Because um, Tony Jones looks like he's the backup potentially in New Orleans for Alvin Kamara owners. I think if you own Kamara and you can only pick up one, you almost got to assume it's going to be Tony Jones. He's just more talented. And he's very, very impressive. If you have very deep benches, you could always grab both and say, I'm going to cut one eventually rather than have an extra wide receiver six on my team. I'll hold both backups until I see where it shakes out because it's important enough to, to secure your Camara backup because it could mean the end of, you know, it could mean the total demise of your season if you don't have the, the correct backup. And somebody else comes in and grabs Tony Jones and holds him over your head all year. So I definitely would consider that if you had the right, you know, the benches were deep. So Tony Jones, check waiver wire. Make sure he is not there in a league where I had ETN go down and I'm I'm hurting at my running back three. I've got a backup. I've got Mike Davis in there at my two. But I had ETN and Mike Davis rotating and platooning my running back two. So with the injury to ETN, I went out and got Lat Murray and Tony and I'm just waiting. It's a very deep league. I'm just waiting to see which one, you know, will be the guy. But if Camaro were to go down, I'd have a, a running back too and kind of salvage my ETN injury. So one thing I wanted to talk about today is when you suffer some kind of catastrophic injury to your team, ETN. This is for all you J.K. Dobbins. So let me go ahead and uh, put a little note on the screen. Dear, hold on. This is for all my J.K. Dobbins people. Dear J.K. Dobbins owners. This is for you. Let me see if I can find some more motivational music. Yeah. This music is good. Dear J.K. Dobbins owners, dear ETN owners, dear Cam Akers owners, dear any owner that's going to suffer injury moving forward, I've got a message for you. 
you can either sulk in it. You can say, why me? You can say, oh, but imagine my team. And maybe you haven't even let go of J.K. Dobbins yet. Maybe you haven't released him yet. Maybe you're sitting here, Nate, I'm going to put your super chat right here. Thank you, sir. I'm in the middle of a rant, but I appreciate you and you're right here. I'm going to focus on you in in a second. Maybe J.K. Dobbins or ETN owner, you can't bring yourself to terms to release the man. Okay? Let me tell you something. Make this, make you do something you wouldn't normally have done. Make this injury have you on your toes, on the waiver wire, ready to grab somebody you would have probably not been around or cognizant of grabbing. Make your ETN or your J.K. Dobbins injury make you find the next James Robinson. Make it have you on your toes making trade offers you normally might not make, landing a deal you might not normally land. Think of it like getting a part uh, a speeding ticket. You're driving home, you get a speeding ticket. It costs you 300 bucks. You're you're pissed as all hell. You got the, the ticket. You're mad. You're mad. Why me? Now I got to pay $300. What did that ticket maybe do? Think of it in a positive light. Maybe you would have gotten a car accident driving home and that ticket saved your life. And I'm I'm serious about this. Adversity, whether it's a, a, a silly injury to your fantasy team or something happening at work or at home or whatever, make it change your thinking. Turn the negative into a positive. Everything in your life, you can do that. And with an injury like J.K. Dobbins, ETN, make it make you on your toes, doing things you normally wouldn't do, landing the next James Robinson, making... 10 trade offers a night for the next week and landing a trade that replaces ETN. And at the end of it all, you step back and go, holy crap, I lost ETN. I just turned that player into two players, both of which are as good as the player I gave up, but I bought quietly smart. I traded a, a, you know, a Keenan Allen for a Lamb and AJ Dillon. And now you have Lamb and AJ Dillon instead of Keenan Allen and AJ Dillon Hopefully for AJ or Aaron Jones' sake, he doesn't go down. But then AJ Dillon gets in there. Now you've turned something into gold. And you've made up for the loss that you had. So stop worrying about losing ETN. Stop worrying about losing JK. And go make stuff happen that normally wouldn't happen. That's my pep talk for everybody. Because I can't tell you how many times I've got people... In my my uh, Smitty, HeySmitty.com text advice or email advice saying, it's over. I lost J.K. Dobbins. I lost ETN. One guy lost both of them. And it's it sucks. But you know what? You can go get an A.J. Dillon. You can go do something like that. You can go get two players for one. Make sure you're getting two players that, in your mind, each one could outperform in a best case scenario the player you're giving up in the case of Keenan Allen for Lamb and AJ Dillon, D- Devontae Adams for Justin Jefferson and AJ Dillon, Devontae Adams for 
Jefferson and another running back you like as much as A.J. Dillon, a guy that can contribute, go trade a player like Dalvin Cook for Najee Harris and upgrade your Allen Robinson into Justin Jefferson. There are ways to do this in two for twos, two for ones. You can figure it out. So start start getting to work. Mike Thomas on the injured reserve. I believe that puts him out till week. So he's out the first six weeks. Um, so guess what time it is? One call away, Callaway. Marquez Callaway is the man for the first six weeks of the season. What happens when MT comes back? I'll tell you what happens. MT's not going to just be MT. He's got a long road ahead of him. Not to mention, MT played on and practiced on and tried to come back on a injured deltoid that he shouldn't have been trying to come back on. Like driving a vehicle with no brake pads and expecting the rotors not to be destroyed. Like, this man needed surgery on his deltoid, which I've, I've shown you this. I don't even have my marker board. Let's see. Yeah, I don't have my mark, marker board today. Um, this man destroyed his deltoid, needed surgery, Played on it, decided not to have surgery, played on it, practiced on it, trained on it, came to camp, and they said, MT, you didn't have surgery? Did you forget your surgery? And they said, you need surgery, he has surgery, and you gotta wonder what damage has he done. So anybody expecting MT to just show up after six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks out, and just be his old self, Marquez Callaway has got something to say about that. It's Marquez Callaway season. Nate had a super chat. Nate, here you go. I appreciate you, Nate. Nate says, what about the Jets' backfield? Is Ty Johnson the man or what? Um, It's going to take... Let's pull up some news on that backfield and let me see what the fresh... The freshest of the fresh news says about Michael Carter right now. As of now, the current news, and it's news, it's people speculating. With so much summer hype focused on Carter, Johnson is someone for zero running back drafters to monitor on the waiver wire. 13 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown in Friday's preseason finale against the Eagles. Ty Johnson is somebody to monitor, but they, they brought Carter in for a reason. And I believe it could take him some time. Carter's one of those late-blooming running backs. Like, you draft Carter in a platoon style to um, have him emerge later. Like, Sermon, you're drafting to emerge later, although Sermon could emerge in week one. He's getting. It looks like he's going to get volume. Him, him and Mostert are going to split time, I think, right away. And then it's a matter of time before Sermon's getting 12 to 18 carries a game. Could be 12 one week, 18 another. But Sermon's more ready-made for week one than Carter is. Carter is a grab and stash. The good news here is that I don't think Ty Johnson, it's possible. I won't 
rule it out that he could be the guy. But I firmly believe, hit the thumbs up on your way in the door. I firmly believe that Carter will eventually grab a hold of the job. Okay, so Carter's going to be the guy. It just might be some time before we see him completely unleashed. We have this offense already has Wilson learning and maturing and working his way, trialing and airing his way through the, the offense and learning it. I'm sure they just want a little bit of consistency at the running back. Probably tough for them to have two rookies out there in major roles. So as soon as Wilson gets his feet settled and he's firing on all cylinders, I believe Carter might be a little bit less risky to bring in and inject into the offense. I think having two rookies at the same time might be um, the reason they're bringing him along slowly. Only 43 likes, says Dominic, but we have 114 people in the room. So punch the thumbs up. I appreciate you. I'm trying to get Danny Woodhead to come on the show um, as, as well as a few other people. So I'm going to send out a couple invites. And if we can get a guest or two, that will be phenomenal. Let me send this bad boy uh, a link and just let him know we're live if he's around. Um, let's see here. Danny. Let's see if Woody's a cool dude. Live for two hours. Stop in if you want. Okay, sent that out. See if we can get Danny Woodhead in here. Okay, Lat Murray. Already covered that. Mike Thomas. If you're drafting this news right here about Mike Thomas, might have people shying away from drafting him in the range you're taking Callaway. Whereas about a couple days ago, you'd see MT and Callaway go kind of at the same place. So like round eight, nine. So if you took Callaway... Somebody grab MT before your other pick even came around. Or if you grabbed MT, somebody might grab Callaway because you're reminding them. They're saying, oh, MT, he's not the guy. I'll show you who the guy is. Boom, punch the button. They draft Callaway. Or if you draft Callaway, they think, oh, but MT could come back. I'm going to draft MT. This news might make Mike Thomas drop more because now it's real. People are looking at the news saying Michael Thomas is out for the first six weeks guaranteed. And so that 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 hits different. That's not an, a seventh or eighth round pick. People worry about that, you know. And, and when he comes back, will he be the guy? We- Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the underdog fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the underdog fantasy banner and make sure promo code smitty's entered. Let's go. We uh, The stream cut out there for a second. I'm not sure if you guys... Did we lose? Is everybody still here? Did the stream cut in and out? Are we still live? Let's see here. Hopefully we're still live. I, I had to... Yeah, we're still live. boy, boy, internet. <laughs> we saved it. Woo! <laughs> so, basically... Um, I got new internet, I got new internet, and the internet's been spotty, but it's really good, it's really strong, I had it on Wi-Fi, so I turned it off the Wi-Fi, I'm, I'm hard lined in now, I, the, the whole thing crashed, and I wasn't sure if we were offline, <laughs> we, we had a drop in, in, in viewers though, so I think maybe 
it went in and out in and out real quick. Um, is it back? Are we lagging now? <laughs> Are we live? Are we still live? I see we're live. Okay. What was I talking about? We're doing it live. Um, I had to get new internet. I'm using um, a Wi-Fi based internet now versus a hard line. Storm came. Massive storm. We had up to like, I don't know, it's like 70 mile an hour winds. It was crazy. It was, some of the winds were, were stronger than the hurricane winds to people. Like it was crazy in Arizona. We had 70 mile an hour winds coming here. It was between 30, 30 and 70. And it literally took one of my, I walked out to my backyard and I saw my tree, huge tree. This tree's massive. And the tree sitting there and it, it splits down the middle once a year. And then it grows kind of back, splits, grows back, splits. Every year, it's the biggest pain in my rear end because I got to pay somebody to come out and cut the tree down. It's you know, huge. You can't like you can't saw it off or anything. And so I'm sitting there and I, the winds are going like, and you can hear it. The whole house is rustling. I go to the backyard. Miss Smitty and I look out the backyard. The tree's going like this. It's a huge tree. And I'm like, that tree's going to split. That tree's going to split. Sure enough. I got my phone out. I was trying to put it on Instagram. You know, everything's on Instagram. My whole life's on Instagram. Tree's going to split on the house. Let's record it live. (laughs) And so the tree's wavering. I couldn't get it in time. It goes right on the cable. Boom. Just rips it off the house. I mean, my luck. I was out. That's why we didn't have the show on the Thursday uh, a while back. So I'm I'm on a Wi-Fi based modem, which has worked out really, really well. We only had a, a moment there where it dropped, but I'm hardline connected now, so we're hooked up with the Ethernet cable, so we should be good. Um, so, yeah, anyways, to wrap this up, Mike Thomas, being out for six weeks is going to make people avoid drafting him, which is good because you don't necessarily need him, but if you take Callaway and you can draft MT, most of us have an injured reserve spot. And a lot of people don't think about that when they're in a draft. They go, I don't want to draft a guy that's going to be out six, seven weeks. Not taking into account that you can still put him on IR in most leagues. And if you can't, if you have a big bench, you can still do it. But you take Callaway first, you take MT later, that's your wide receiver three. That is your fantastic, sneaky, good wide receiver three. Because if Callaway's balling, it won't matter if he comes back. But if MT comes back and takes Callaway's, Callaway's job back, you got MT. It's a great move to make in 2021 i love that as my wide receiver three saquon barkley i've talked about this uh and beat a dead horse on it i don't know why there's so much pushback when it comes to saquon barkley i don't know why everybody's so quick to just say oh it's saquon it's saquon who's gonna be the guy in week one and be you know the same guy he used to be i love saquon barkley i'm rooting for him i want him to do well he's one of my favorite players he's such a good dude he's He's the most athletic running back or player in the entire NFL, but something's wrong. Something, maybe he's overcome it. Maybe he's going to be fine. I'm not predicting that, like, we don't know something now. I feel like we didn't know something in the past. They haven't told us everything. We live in a world now where we find out information the year after. We're going to hear something at the end of the year. Oh, news report in February suggests that Saquon Barkley had a setback and he had a cleanup surgery in June or July. Holy crap! That explains why he's barely ready for week one if he's ready at all. 
Guys, he tore his ACL in, what was it, week two? Was it week two or week one? Week two. And yeah, he waited a little bit to have the surgery, which, you know, sometimes you do based on swelling and, and such. Um, with a patellar tendon tear, other things, you want to repair it right away. When I tore my patellar tendon off my kneecap, they said, hey, the, the, I went to the hospital, and they said, hey, we, we need to put this on now. The quicker we put it on, the better. The less you're going to have to stretch it later, it's going to fit right. It's not going to you know retract. With an ACL, when you tear it, it's not that uncommon to have to wait a little bit till the swelling goes down. You get some, you know, you don't have some damage there that you're trying to work with when you're repairing the ACL. Totally, totally common. But even if he delayed the freaking surgery a little bit, he still had plenty of time to get back fully healthy. And right now, you have another report as of today. I don't know why people can't absorb this, but as of today, the Giants still have yet to decide Saquon Barkley's week one availability. Not even, hey, he's on a pitch count. Or, hey, he looks great. He took eight live reps the other day for the first time in pads, not getting hit on his knee or getting hit massively hard. Just live cuts within, you know, zones with the football. Looked down on his knee after, like he was timid and, and, and worried about it. And I don't blame him. That's the way you should be when you're taking live reps for the first time. But he's taking live reps for the first time walking into the final preseason week. Like, that is scary. If anybody thinks he goes from 0 to 100 in that time frame, from the 8 live reps with pads not even getting hit, into week 1 just beasting it out, you got another thing coming. Could it happen fast? Yeah. Week 4, he could be firing on all cylinders if he doesn't suffer a setback. But let me tell you one thing. If he's not ready mentally or physically, and there's two components to an ACL recovery, half of it's mental, half of it's physical. And I don't know about the physical because he should be ready. He should be at a point where they're like, he's better than ever. Don't even worry about it. Like they might be feeding us a story and maybe in a year from now we'll hear, okay, yeah, it still hampered him. That's what we hear all the time. But the fact that he's not even to that point after having so much time to recover and being the most physical specimen of a running back we've ever seen, how is he not ready? There's something that had to have happened. Why is his progress so slow? And for people to still be drafting him in round one is head-scratchingly crazy to me. Because you don't even know his availability. I know what you're going to say. But Smitty, but Smitty, once he's in there, he's going to be amazing. <laughs> like, how do you know? If he's not ready now, how do you know he'll be amazing once he's ready? You could, because if he's in there not ready, he's going to be more susceptible to getting hurt. If he's in the lineup, not 100%. That means he's compensating. I can tell you from experience, I may not have a degree in medicine, but I am the best non-doctor you'll find on the internet when it comes to fantasy football information because I've been doing it for 19 straight years. Trial and error, my way through medical assessment. And I'm telling you right now, when you are injured, you have something to prove to me before I draft you. Okay, it's not the other way around. With the case of, of Justin Jefferson, we didn't know what it was. People were coming at me left and right when JJ went down. And I'm like, look, this is me. I'll use the mic for me. Look, this is Smitty. Look, let's not freak out right now. And then we had Bob saying, but Smitty, 
But Smitty, you are so cautious about Barkley. Why aren't you cautious about Justin Jefferson? Why are you telling people to relax on Justin Jefferson? Because Justin Jefferson didn't suffer a season-ending injury. When you're coming back from a season-ending injury, you are the one that's got to prove you're worthy of being the first-rounder or second-rounder to me. Okay? It's not the other way around. When a player, and you don't know if a player's got an injury, you can knee-jerk react and overreact. Like in the case of Justin Jefferson, he dropped to the third round. Now he's kind of climbing back to the second. He's going to be fine. People that freaked out about JJ, they ran a risk of losing value and avoiding him in fear that he was going to be hurt. And so we could take advantage of that. In the case of Barkley, it's not the same thing at all. He has not proven to be back yet from a season-ending injury. And this news right here only confirms it. So we'll move on from this topic. But do not take this man in the first round when you can take a Najee Harris. You can take an Antonio Gibson at the top of round two. You can take one of the top three wide receivers. He could be back to form. But there's also a very, very, very strong chance he has a a hamstring injury. Another injury. A groin injury. Some kind of injury that goes downstream, you know, calf injury, foot injury, these things lead, these things are are oftentimes following an ACL tear season because of the overcompensation. And you will have overcompensation no matter what, no matter what, whether he, he has an injury because of it's another thing, but you will overcompensate when you're out there and you're not 100% because your body has an instinct to pick up the slack where other parts of the body are not performing up to par because you're trying to do something at 100%. If you're trying to run up the gut and make five cuts, get hit by four different defenders and try and get an extra yard before you get taken down and pile-drived into the ground and you're trying to do that at 100%, If parts of your body are unable to carry their weight and their load, the rest of your body compensates. That's how you have injuries that happen through compensation. And there's no cuff for Barkley. It's not like you're drafting Elliott. Oh, he's got lots of mileage. You got Tony Pollard. Same thing with Derrick Henry. Super big mileage I worry about. There's no cuff. Pollard and Elliott is safer than taking Henry. Pollard and Elliott's way safer than Barkley. Barkley has no cuff. There is no cuff to to grab to make Barkley safe. Last piece of news here. Jalen Hurts. Why on earth is Sirianni taking so long to finally confirm that this is his man? Jalen Hurts will start week one. Jalen is our starter. He has done a great job. Well, thanks, Sirianni. He's such an amazing coach already. You took so long to anoint this man, the quarterback, heading into week one, even though he's the only elite talent on the roster at the quarterback position. But you know what my hope is? Jalen Hurts doesn't allow the bad apples surrounding his situation to infect his play. I believe this man is so talented that he's going to overcome the adversity he's looking at in terms of his coaching, ownership, and all the mess that goes on in in Philly, the mess of a franchise this is, you know, to the core. And you have a guy, what's up, Lincoln? What's up, 
Dominic. What's up? Who your daddy? What's up, Matt? You have what's up, Blake? You have a guy in Hertz that can push through any of that negativity and obstacles that, that the franchise is going to put right in front of them. Drafting Devontae Smith was phenomenal. I can't believe they didn't jack that up. I'm I'm very shocked they didn't jack it up. Um, you did your draft on Sunday. Punch your team in here, Lincoln. Let's look at it. What's up, Todd? So Jalen Hurts should ball. Jalen Hurts has the potential to be a top six to eight quarterback. Of that, I have no doubt. Devontae Smith will probably be, if I had to guess, Devontae Smith will probably be top 10 to 15. No, 12, 12 to 18 as a rookie. Devontae Smith could drop 12 to 18 wide receiver numbers. He could. I'm not saying he for sure will. He could. He could. He very well could. I think Devontae Smith probably won't have the Justin Jefferson type season, but I think he'll have flashes of it. I think Jamar Chase could still have a 1,108 or 9 TD season. Take advantage of all the freak out, knee jerk reacting people are doing to to Jamar Chase. So many people calling Jamar Chase a bust at this point. It's hilarious. It's laughable. Jamar Chase will be fine. I don't care if he's slow moving. I don't care if we're worried about him creating separation. This is a man that can go up and get a jump ball with anybody. And so as soon as he gets in his groove, he's been out of football for more than a year. As soon as he gets in a groove, Jamar Chase will be looking like the guy we all expected him to be. In Dynasty, I trade for Jamar Chase. In Dynasty, I trade for Devontae Smith. I like what Hurts is going to do for Smith. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Please tell me I'm not silly for wanting to take Waller at 2.2 in a 14th and a 12-team PPR. He's never going to get back to the third. This is a case of where you're forcing something because you can't have what you want. I'm going to say it is on borderline not good, bro. Because you don't need to take him at 2.2. That's way too high for Waller, bro. This is where you need to play in multiple leagues, my man. You need to play in multiple leagues so that you don't force yourself to take a guy a whole round or round and a half earlier than you should. I do not, Smitty, approve this. I'm going to make this the first fantasy football court ruling. That is not Smitty approved, bro. By any by any means on any level, that is way too early, way too early, bro. Um, Derek's team. Let's take a look at Derek's team. Derek's got JT, J. Rob, Hopkins, Cooper, Andrews, Damian Harris, Cooks, Dak, Waddle, Mooney, McKissick. Not bad. I'm gonna be honest, Derek. I feel like you need like one thing to happen for this team to straight up ball. I love Dak. I love that you've got JT and Hopkins. J. Robin Cooper aren't bad, but I'm not scared of those two options. If you can do some kind of like upgrade, Damian Harris and Cooper for Justin Jefferson, then Derek, I will Smitty approve this and you know and potentially grant you a free walk to the bank early card. But I definitely feel like you gotta you gotta make one more move 
one more move. It's one move away. Just like it's one call away, it's one move away. What about taking DK Metcalf in the first round? That's also probably a little too early, bro. Um, I'm not opposed to it at the 12-13 turn, I guess. But it's it's a little bit early mellow. A little bit early. There There's still very, very good options that you can roll with. So that's the news section of the show. Um, now we can pretty much get on to fantasy football court and have at it. So let me... Time for Fantasy Court. Get your questions queued up and I will drag them on screen. I cannot answer these long questions, Nick. Nicholas, this is way too long for Fantasy Football Court. I have six, You have 60 seconds for a ruling. Let me see if I can skim it real quick. Assuming the big five are off the board. Roll the dice on Barkley. Did you just watch anything that I said, Nicholas? In contempt. Bro, bro just asked me if he should draft Barkley at five or six or whatever. Pick six. I just got through literally like a 20-minute rant on why to avoid Barkley in the first round. And you ask me, Nicholas, in your own way, you're forcing it. You're forcing your question upon me. You're like, okay, let me let me see if I can word this in a way that somebody will say yes. Let me will this upon him. <laughs> what if the top five running backs are gone? Does that change your mind into like, no, it doesn't. Avoid Barkley in the top six. You out of your mind, Nicholas. Bro, he might not even be ready for week one. And I don't want to hear the, this is what I hear most analysts saying when they back Barkley. They say, this is what they say. Okay, I've done a lot of drafts, charity drafts, a lot of expert drafts and some big name like, Big name network guys have said this when they've drafted Barkley. It's always been like, because everybody explains their pick. Well, you know, once he gets in there, I, I firmly believe that Barkley may start off slow. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. But once Barkley gets in there, I believe he's going to have such a good finish that it's going to be worth the wait. It's going to be worth having a limited Barkley or no Barkley in week one. A limited Barkley in week two or three or four because he's going to be so fantastic. I know. I know because it's Barkley. Just like I knew MT would be fine without surgery. And we just kept drafting MT over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? I don't want... Don't take it the wrong way. Where Where is that guy? Who was that? Who was it? Nicholas. Nicholas, let me know you're still here. This is not something that you gotta take in a negative. This is just me letting you know how I feel. Nicholas, please... Please understand you're still my boy, Blue. Where's Where's Nicholas? Nicholas, give me a thumbs up if you're still here. I, I didn't mean to be so... It's not against you, bro. This is the respect that I, I like right here. Gary, I already like this question and I haven't even read it yet. He said, Your Honor. Your Honor, what backfield cuts... I was looking to see if Nicholas was commenting. What backfield cuts are you... Paying the most attention to. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really paying much att- 
attention to really any cuts right now, bro. I mean, Xavier Jones got cut. That means that Funk and Michelle are the backups. Um, but there's not a whole lot that's going to change my mind in, in terms of the running backs, like the cuts at running back. Um, so we'll see. More like interested, we'll let Bell sign somewhere and muddy up the waters or something like that. Where's Nick? Nicholas. Nicholas, come back. Man, sometimes people take that in a good way. They're like, boy, I'll take my lap. And then other times people, hopefully Nicholas is a good sport. Uh, cheers, pal. I thought you would say hi. Right, hold on. <laughs> Comment went away. I'm like, assume. Aries. I can't see it on that screen. It's blurry. Okay. Cheers, pal. I thought you would say that but if Waller was set as a wide receiver last season, he would have been wide receiver four in PPR total points, and I think the top top five in receptions. So I thought being a tight end would be more valuable. So I understand what you're saying, bro, but we can't use last year to paint pictures for this year necessarily. Um, and I understand what you're saying, but Waller still is not a guy that you're going to – he's not a wide receiver, and that's good. You want him to stay tight end, right, because you have a pos- positional advantage – but it's more so about where are you grabbing him? You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, where is he falling to? He's not he's he's not going at 2.2, 2.1, 2.1, you know, 2.3. He's going like at 3.1. And I know what you're saying at the end of round three, because you have a, a, a late pick, you have the 2.2, which means you have a late first rounder, which means you have a, a, a late third rounder. He's not going to fall to you, but you're still willing to, to take him like a round and a half ahead of his ADP so that you don't lose him. That's not the mentality you want going into your into your draft. That leaves no room for error. That leaves you in a position where you get screwed with one mishap because you weren't taking the best player at every single pick. Taking Waller at 2.2 is probably one of the worst moves you can make eight times out of ten. Two times could it work out if you built the right way around it? Sure, but you've got to play the odds game that you're picking him way too early. Absolutely no. No, no way. I don't even take... I take Waller in round three. Kittle in round three, maybe. But not in, neither of them in round two, bro. No. Not for me. Trust your gut, though. Do what works for you. Thanks for the advice, Smitty. Support the channel. Support to the channel. Your honor. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate the super chat, bro. Derek's always very generous, and I appreciate him. Is it crazy to go Zeke over Cook? Um, I mean, RSV, I'm, I'm trying to be gentle with everybody in here. I've only been preaching Zeke over Cook for like two months now, bro. You know, it's like you're coming into my own classroom trying to serve up my own curriculum to me. Okay, I don't, re- I don't appreciate it in my courtroom. You're in contempt. You're coming to me with my own material and saying, hey, Smitty, I'm trying to look cool in front of everybody here. Is it crazy? Is this a bold take to use your take, Smitty, and say Zeke over Cook? (laughs) Yes, RSV, you're my boy. I appreciate you. Even still, I'm drafting Zeke and Pollard together over Cook. But that's me. You're not crazy to go either way. That random guy. Almost too long of a question, bro. I've got ADD. 
10 team PPR Hertz, Eckler, JT, A Rob, Godwin, Pitts, Robbie Anderson, Edmonds, Damian Harris, Gallup, Devontae Smith. It's, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, bro. You, you're, you're, you're asking me because you want my honest opinion. It's okay. I think you need one move to get into the mix, to be honest. Um, you have pieces that you can trade, like Damian Harris, Chase Edmonds. You could definitely get a deal done, but you need to work hard to upgrade one of these spots into a, a bigger gun, in my opinion. But the makings are there. The makings are there. Uh, Preacher says, no, bro, no way over Cook. Why? Why, bro? Tell me. School me in my own courtroom. Tell me why it's crazy. Like, it's arguable on both sides. I'm not saying, I just got through saying, go with your gut. If you like Cook, I can understand why. He's very good. He's very good, but he's very injury prone. And there were like four occasions last year. I owned him in like eight leagues, bro. Four occasions where this dude was out for the season. Like I was putting the nails in the coffin. I was hammering the nails in and the dude just rose up and went back onto the field. Like four separate times this dude crawled to the sideline or was carried to the sideline. Um, Injury, shoulder, everything worries me about Cook in 2021. Pollard is a super, not that Madison's not also a super handcuff, but Pollard is a guy that can literally be a top six to 10 running back. You could cuff him. You could grab Pollard and Cook and Madison and have the best of all worlds. Sure, I get it. There's 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 arguments to be made. But you can't say bro no way to a Zeke over Cook call. Just like I can't say bro no way to a Henry at number one overall. You can do it if you want. There's no bro no way to Elliot, to, to Zeke, to Cook, to Kamara. To, to McCaffrey, there's no bro, no way you can throw down on somebody liking any of those guys in any order. The only bro, no way would be no McCaffrey at 1.1. That might get a bro, no way out of me. But you can't, you can't bro, no way Zeke over Cook or Cook over Zeke. There's arguments to be made on both sides, bro. <laughs> oh man, today's a today's a doozy. Waller and Cooper or Hawkinson and Ridley? Uh, that, I mean, that that's arguable. And uh, Snickers or whoever it was would absolutely like drool over the Cooper and Waller side. I know that for a fact. But I'm going to say give me Ridley and Hawkinson. Hawkinson is not that far off from being a top, you know, like a, a, a lock of a top five tight end. I didn't like him when he was going around four and five this early offseason, but once the, the Lions completely dismantled their entire franchise, um, Hawkinson dropped to like six, seven round, five to seven round value, six round. And I like him at that value. The, the risk is baked in. Where's our baked in, boys? Uh, it didn't record. Mod didn't record. We say that around my house all day. It's baked in, boys. We're cooking dinner. It's like, it's baked in, boys. <laughs> it's, it's a household comment. It's a household phrase around Casa de Smitty. But give me Hawkinson and Ridley all day long. If you know what I'm saying. This is the kind of respect that grabs my attention when I'm grabbing a comment from the comment section. Okay. Your Honor. 
first five rounds, Kelsey. I don't like Kelsey in round one, Brent. Why why are we taking Kelsey in round one? It's very hard to pull off. You're not only chasing running back all draft. You're chasing wide receiver all draft. You're still trying to figure out how to get a quarterback in there. And you usually don't have a great quarterback because you're chasing running back, running back and wide receiver. Um, I get positional advantage. Uh, Smitty, don't you know? Don't you know that if you have Kelsey, positional advantage is very good. I, I get it. I, I, I'm not a complete moron. You know, I have my moments here and there. But I am not a moron. Overall, I am not a moron. And so I know that Kelsey's got a positional advantage. Brent, I'm not saying you're calling me a moron. Brent, I know you wouldn't call me a moron in my own court. But what I'm saying, Brent, is that it leaves you lacking. Like, no offense, Brent, but the team definitely looks light. You know what I mean? It's like a, a, a light version of a team that has... A, a, a tight end like I don't know um, Logan Thomas like put Logan Thomas there in, from, in, in place of Kelsey yeah it's a downgrade for sure but the team like Eckler and Mixon and Lamb I like those guys but it feels like where's the first rounder and the first rounder is Kelsey but it just doesn't hit the same like I, I don't look at this team it could be sneaky good but I don't look at this team and say hey this is going to win it all this is a team that could maybe sneak in and win it all I agree. You've got some good advantage there. And if Kelsey and Mixon ball out, then you're in the mix. But I don't like the look of this build. I don't like it, Brent. It's it's a tough thing to pull off. The, the, the tight end in round one. Very, very tough. Look at this. This is how you get my attention. Not only do you have the office avatar, you have siren emojis with your honor, with a graph like, this is how you grab... This is it. Ricky says, Your Honor, breaking news. David Montgomery stock up. Tariq Cohen starting the season on the PUP list. Maybe some more work for Damian Williams. Look, I don't... Ricky, I love you. You did a great job grabbing my attention. I'm a little underwhelmed by the content you brought to the channel right here. We'll give you a do-over. Go work on something new. Cohen was... Cohen, whether Cohen was on... The PUP or not, Cohen's nowhere near healthy, bro. Like, Cohen wasn't taking nothing away from nobody. Like, I didn't expect that. To, that will trigger people to like Monty a little more. You're right. Like, breaking news, everybody will catch up and like Monty. That's probably what you meant to say, Ricky. But, Ricky, come back with more content. I want something a little bit more more juicy. Okay, bro? Todd says, uh, Fantasy Court Lord, <laughs> Keeper League, starting with... Christian McCaffrey, Kamara. There are three wide receivers and two flex starting positions. Do I consider a running back with my first pick if he's the best available? Of course you do, but if all things are very close and even, you're going to want a Ridley over even a Clyde because you've got running back on lock. I'd rather have Lamb, Ridley, A.J. Brown, um, Jefferson, than have even a running back that might be slightly ahead of those wide receivers because of the balance it's going to bring to your team. And and there's nothing wrong with having running back, running back, running back, but it's going to leave you chasing wide receiver, and it's just it just feels a lot easier to maneuver through the season if all things are pretty equal and you can grab yourself uh, uh, an elite wide receiver. So I would it depends on the wide receiver. It totally depends on the wide receiver. Okay, Super Chats here. I have the 8th pick in a 10-man, 0.5 PPR normal, 1QB flex league. What strategy should I go with 
Kelsey is going seventh. Not sure what round to draft a QB like Jay. Do you mean Josh Allen? Um, yeah, Kelsey. I, I don't take Kelsey in round one, and I apologize. I even I my mind was it was it the RSV? Oh, RSV's got another question. Ah, boy. The RSV doesn't give up. He comes back and tries to bring the thunder. Where was the question about the tight end? questions are I'm trying to get all your questions on screen so I can go through them so give me some give me a break here eighth pick 10 10 man league eighth pick I'm going Harris or Zeke if they're there um I love I love Harris at the 8 9 10 11 12 I don't care what anybody says it allows you flexibility James and I appreciate your super chat it allows you flexibility to go wide receiver or running back in round two versus being like, darn, I took Adams or Hill or whoever fell at eight. And now I have to go running back. I don't like Joe Mixon or maybe you don't believe in Clyde. I like Clyde there, but I'd go Adams and Clyde. I'd be fine with that. But if Clyde's gone, if Gibson's gone, if Harris is gone, if Aaron Jones is gone, which could definitely be the case, maybe not in a 10 team league though. Let's see. 10 team league. I bet you get Harris in a 10-team league at the... It's a 10-man, 8-spot. I bet you get Harris or Gibson with your second-round pick. So in your case, 10-man league, wait. Go wide receiver running back in a 10-teamer. It's different. It hits different, bro. You'll get a running back in a 10-teamer. Do it. Go wide receiver. Go go Diggs or Adams. I changed my mind with your, with your case. Your case is different. 137 people in the room and only... 78 thumbs up says Terry 78 is pretty good so I'm actually decently happy with that but what Terry's saying is wipe your feet if you're here what what harm is it you know you're helping the channel grow which helps me provide a better show for you so to Terry's point if you could please help your man Smitty out and punch the thumbs up I'd greatly greatly appreciate it rock out with a super chat my team is Allen running backs are CMC Swift, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, wide receivers of Jefferson, Deontay, Judy. Bro, that's a good team. Good team. I would try and trade Swift, get Javante ready for his full-time role. Um, trade Swift on the high once he has a decent you know, game or something, or if you could trade him early. You could trade Swift and Deontay for maybe a Clyde. Swift and Deontay for maybe a Harris or a Gibson. Poke around and see if you can make that happen, broski. That's what I would be looking to do if I was you. Did I miss any other Super Chats? Where are we at? Where are we at? Here's the next question. Lord Smitty, I have Dak, Burrow, Gibson, Najee Harris, Hunt, Sermon, CeeDee Lamb, Julio, LaVisca, Chenault, Debo, AB, Jacoby Myers, Higby. Any moves I should make? Uh, I worry a little bit about, I would sell high on Julio and Hunt for a Gibson or Harris. I'd go that route. Maybe Clyde. You might be able to get Clyde for that. I'd try and package Julio and Hunt or Julio and I keep Najee. I keep Gibson. Very good team. Like Dak. I love CD. Try and upgrade Julio. So try and get Julio into a Justin Jefferson using Hunt and 
Julio. Hul or, yeah, tr trade Julio and Hunt for Justin Jefferson or Ridley or a wide receiver like that. And if you can get more back, that's great. If you can't, you can't. That's where I would go with that. I'd try and get one more stud player. What are we doing here? Where's our fireplace? Your Honor, not a moron. We are scared of Christian McCaffrey injury concerns. Offensive changing new QB. No, we're not scared of anything. Vag, we're drafting Christian McCaffrey at 1.1 without much hesitation whatsoever. No hesitation. Don't worry about CMC, bro. All the man does is deliver. RSV's back for more. Your Honor Smitty, 10-man PPR at the 3.2 pick. Should I go with Keenan Allen or Darren Waller to pair with Cook, Gibby, and JJ? Man, Cook, Gibby, and JJ, bro. That's solid. Uh, Darren Waller would be a fantastic grab there. Um, so would Allen. You can't really go wrong. Darren Waller's good positional advantage. And for Snickers, I think it was Snickers. This is where you take advantage of Waller, bro. Ten, t literally 10 or 12 picks later is safe. Taking Waller where you're taking guys like Adams and Diggs and Najee Harris and Gibson and Eckler. Like this, this is way too high for Waller. This I like. I You can't go wrong, but I take Lamb if he's there. And I take Josh Allen. I take Josh Allen over pretty much everybody but Lamb, if Lamb's there, of the names you said. Josh Allen with this team. Imagine Josh Allen to go along with Cook, Gibby, and JJ, bro. And make sure you get Madison because I worry about Cook, like I said, going down. I'm not avoiding Cook for, for people like thinking that what I'm saying is I'm avoiding Cook. I'm not avoiding Cook. I just am not drafting him ahead of Zeke is what I've said. What's going on, Thomas? Hey, Smitty, would you trade Joe Mixon for J uh, James Robinson and Michael Carter? I lost ETN and I have McCaffrey. Joe Mixon for J-Rob and Carter? No. Especially if it's redraft, bro, because Carter's not even at a level where he's starting for you or anything, you know, or he's even flex-worthy yet. He will be, I think, but I don't make this trade. Uh, you can get more for Mixon. You can get, like, a Lamp. You can get, like, a Justin Jefferson, potentially, and, a, uh, uh, like, a an A.J. Dillon or something. You know what I mean? Like, I get... Go get a, a sleeper running back replacement. And I know you, you lost... ETN and you're looking for a running back here, but I if you're if you're trying to get a running back, try and get Harris for Mixon and something. You know? Don't trade Mixon for two players where one's definitely downgrade, essentially, right? I like James James Robinson, but Mixon's gonna command a lot more in a trade, and then Carter's like not really even uh you know relevant yet. He will be, but he's not yet. Appreciate you, Thomas. What's up, my man? Who who are you taking at two, Smitty? Uh, Camara. Camara. Mr. B says that's blasphemous, Smitty. What is? What is, bro? I don't even know what you're talking about. Who could I aim for with Edwards and Julio? So Gus Edwards and Julio... I would try and get like a top five wide receiver. That would be pretty, 
pretty easy. And Najee Harris, a Gibson, top six running back, top seven running back that has potential to be top five. That's who I'm targeting with that duo. And you can totally do that. If Allen doesn't fall to the fourth, take Kyler in the early fifth or Herbert in the late sixth. Absolutely agree with that. Take exactly the way you said it. But I'd take Allen in round three. So, love Allen. Love Josh Allen. Guy. Leader Smitty, your honor. Breaking news. It's 2022 and I'm a time traveler. Barkley is the 1.1. Swift is the 1.2. Negatory. Negative. Negative guy. I have a little time machine series which he's talking about where future Smitty comes in and tells you who's the 1.1. Yes, we, we missed Clyde a little bit. What do we got going on? We got someone in the backyard. Computer, show me the backyard. Ah. Ziggy, show me the backyard. Okay, backyard isn't responding. Oh my. Please check its network connection and power supply. Good God. Ziggy, you're no good. Sorry, I couldn't understand. But I may have a few recommendations. There's a skill called yes or Ziggy. Would you look off? Okay. Oh well, somebody's breaking in. Whatever. Okay. I really hope Swift crushes it this year. Kid's been through a lot. I understand, Mister B, and it's all where you can get him, bro. Okay. It's all where you can get him. If you can get him at a good value, then I, I don't mind Swift. But if you're taking him in the third round. You're not baking it. I'm going to look outside. There's someone in the gate. It might be the gardener. Yeah, it's just the gardener. He's working on the, the yard. Ziggy. Do we have an intruder? Hmm, I'm not sure. Ziggy. Do you like DeAndre Swift this year? Sorry, I don't know that. He didn't know. Ziggy. Who is Marquez Calloway? According to Wikipedia, Mark William Calloway is an American retired professional wrestler. He is best known Ziggy. for his career. Ziggy, off. <laughs> Ziggy doesn't know much right now. We're still training Ziggy. Okay. Next question. Lord of Courts, <laughs> Superflex, QB2 to start the season. I have Wentz, Jimmy G, and Zach Wilson. Who should I roll with to begin with, man? that I mean, definitely go with uh, Zach Wilson. But I guess Jimmy G in week one, I don't know, man. I don't like those options. Uh, uh, past uh, Zach Wilson. I do like Zach Wilson, but he'd be a great QB too. Um, I suppose Jimmy G against the Lions, bro. Probably a pretty decent bet. Your Excellence, Judy as your wide receiver three or Mike Davis, Javante Williams as your running back two. Judy, I love as my wide receiver three. I don't know if you're asking me a, a and or, or question here or if you're just asking me two different questions. Let's see. Judy as your wide receiver three or Mike Davis, Javante as your running back two. 
Let me just rank these guys. Uh, I'm going to go Mike Davis, Judy, Javante in week one. But I think by midseason, it's going to be Javante one, Judy two, Mike Davis three. It's just going to take some time. You know what I mean? Thank you for the super chat, Gary. Appreciate you. One call away, Callaway or Pitts as your second flex. Um, God, you know what? That's it's a tough question because we want to say Kyle Pitts. You can't sit Kyle Pitts. Blah blah blah. But Callaway, you can't sit Callaway either. Um, I, I would probably put Pitts in for right now, but I'd be very hesitant to do that too. I'd want to get both of them in there. Callaway's either gonna do nothing, I admit, or he's going to be the guy that I think he is, and. That could be a that could be a hundred yards and a touchdown. He could he could lay an egg though. So your safer call is Pitts. We know Pitts is going to get volume. I'm pretty sure we know Callaway is going to get volume too because Winston just goes out there whether he whether it's accurate or not whether he's throwing ints he just goes out there and just slings it constantly. Like I I was a big advocate of Taysom Hill getting in there in week one because I feel like he can move the ball and win games and just be. Um, completely, uh, can we, can we get, uh, um, silver in here? Where's silver? Where's silver? Okay, Herbert. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate you. Super chat from from Jesus. Herbert, running backs, McCaffrey, Gibson, Williams, Javante Williams, Sermon. Wide receivers are Ridley, Lamb, Julio. Fantastic, bro. Love that team. Herbert, CMC, Gibson, Javante Williams, Sermon, Lamb, Ridley. Would you rob your grandma? For that, silver, silver, where's silver? Is silver in here? Where's silver at when you need him? Can you rate your team? Davis, go ahead and drop it. But Jesus, that's phenomenal. I don't even know what to advise you to do, bro. That team is so good. Like, I can't even begin to uh, tell you what to do. Like, you could maybe upgrade Julio and Sermon for uh, a stud, you know, a better running back than Sermon. I don't know, but you might have to wait for Sermon to drop fire. But that's a really, really good squad, bro. There's not even much to advise you on. You just got to let a lot of those guys uh, develop. Sir Smitty, should I start Gus Edwards or Josh Jacobs? You go Josh, uh, Gus Edwards, bro, in week one. You let you, you let Gus the bus take take over. Yeah, is that like a five-team league? This team right here by Jesus. Like, is that a five-team league? Four-team? Three-team? Is that like a, a DFS pick-your-ultimate-lineup team? Like, what is going on there? What is going on there? Smitty, would you trade Judy for Trey Sermon? 
Hey, Schmitty. <laughs> um, I would, I would say this could go either way, bro. As you says, ten man league. This could go either way. I like Judy a lot. I like Sermon a lot. I'm not sure which one is gonna outscore the other, bro. To be completely honest with you, I could give you an answer and blow smoke, but bottom line is we just don't know. Sermon's not in there yet. Judy has Bridgewater. There are limitations to both. There are upside to both. Duty could be a top 10 wide receiver. Don't expect it. Don't count on it. Count on more like a top 15, 17, you know, something like that with upside for more. Um, Trey Sermon could be a top 10 running back per start, but will he start more than five games? Will he get more than 12 carries a game? We don't know. Um, I, I would say if you need a running back, you lean Sermon. If you need a wide receiver, you lean Duty. You call it pretty even and, and you know make the swap according to what you need because they both are very arguable. I have JK and Gus. Yahoo says I'm, the, I'm worse, but now there is one running back to focus on only. I could be in a, I could be a better team now, says J-Webb. I've heard a lot of people saying this, and I, I'm not necessarily against the idea that that jk going down doesn't make your job a little easier because now you have one running back like you said gus edwards is going to get more work but you know they may they may divide up the work with the other running backs on the roster bro so like um tyson uh what's his name tyson uh blanking out of his name right now tyson williams tyson williams could get a ton of run like i don't know that it necessarily just all goes over to Gus the bus, but Tyson Williams feels like he could be a, a big sleeper. You know what I mean? And do they bring in somebody? So I don't know that it'll exactly go that way. They still like to share the, the load, but what I've advised people to do in Dynasty is trade out of this. I mean, trade out of it immediately. Go get yourself a Javante Williams while Melvin Gordon created a little bit of uh, concern in Javante Williams owners minds. Javante Williams owners are a little bit worried. Javante Williams owners are now uh, freaking out and saying, Oh God, Melvin Gordon looks like he might get more run in week one. Very short sighted, you know, very, very impatient. And if you're in a dynasty league, you could trade JK and Gus for Javante Williams and it'll look like a bad move maybe initially, but in time it will be potentially a fantastic move. Um, Tyson already named number two, says Bender. Some people like Justice Hill. You can make an argument for both. Like I'm not saying you can't like Justice Hill or think that he's going to be the guy, but I, give me Tyson. Give me Tyson. Give me the upside that he's got. Um, I'm not. I don't have a, a fair. I'm not excited about Gus the Bus like everybody else. I'm not taking him as high as everybody. I haven't drafted him once in any, any of the eight drafts I've done. I've done eight drafts, real drafts, since the JK injury. And I haven't drafted the man one time. Smitty, I'm sorry for the Barkley question. Tell me who you take. Oh, Nicholas is back. boy, Get back on your horse, Nicholas. I, I love that Nicholas didn't take that negatively, the, the the Barkley blast. He just comes back strong, and that's what I like about you, Nicholas. You, you're tough. That was a test. That was a test, Nicholas. We wanted to see how tough you were, and Nicholas, you proved you're one tough man. I'm sorry for the Barkley question. Tell me who you'd take at six if I want running back. 
you want RB. If you want RB, I try and trade down if Elliott's gone, okay? You could take Henry and trade him by midseason. That wouldn't be the end of the world. If all those guys are gone, you know, in your face with Chubb, Barkley. I'm a little crazy. Like, Nicholas, you said, are you silly for wanting Barkley or whatever your question was? I guess I could pose the question, am I crazy for wanting Najee Harris at six? I probably am a little bit. Um, part of me part of me would do it. It depends on the scoring format and everything. But I, I think Najee Harris is a top five running back. Uh, I think he could really be a top five running back in 2021. It feels a little early at six, though. My advice would be to trade down. I like him more like at eight. Like Najee Harris at eight is a reach. But I like the reach. Six, it just feels too much. Like, I don't know. I feel like you got to protect yourself. You can't go too risky. you got to... Seven, I'm okay with. Six, I don't know. I know it's only one spot, but like at what point do we draw the line? At what point do we say, we can't keep going? Like, what, are you going to take him at three? Like, what's next? We got to draw a line. I feel like six is drawing a line. I feel like you almost got to try and go wide receiver, wide receiver, bro. I know you want RB. I know you want RB bad, but you can't force it, man. You can't force it. If, if Adams is the pick, Adams is the pick. Maybe you get lucky and Clyde falls. Maybe Harris falls anyway, because that's the crazy part about Harris, is he could go 7, 8, 9, 10, or he could go literally at 18. So, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Six is not a good spot for a running back. It just isn't. I don't, I don't like Aaron Jones there. I don't like going with uh, Eckler there. I don't like going with any of these running... I like Harris better than all those guys. I can't help my feelings. This is where I want to tell you to go, Harris, but it's too early. Hey, I have Alvin... So, no, I don't know, bro. Adams, it's it's just safer. It's just safer. Trade down. Can you trade? I, I would try and trade, bro. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky's back. Ricky's back. Here we go. Come, Come on, give... A break, your honor. LOL. I brought the Adams Rogers last dance IG story to you. LOL. I'll keep you updated. Incoming news. Okay, Ricky. Ricky, that took you a long time to reply to that. Look, Ricky, you're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. And you did you did bring that that breaking news to the show. That doesn't change the fact that I expect excellence out of you, Ricky. I, I expect you to, to piss excellence because of what you brought to the channel. So that's all I was saying, Ricky. Don't take it the wrong way. Ricky, you are the man, bro. You're the man, man. Thank you for the super chat, Brandon. Smitty, I have Josh Allen. Eckler, Dylan, Michael Carter, Sony Michelle, Ridley, Jefferson. What move should I make it running back? Fantastic team, bro. I like it. Josh Allen, Eckler, Dylan. You are obviously thin at running back too. Um, but you have Ridley and Jefferson to explain why. So your job all year long is to try and cultivate that running back too. I potentially use Cooper Cup. I would maybe try and trade Michelle and Cup together to somehow get a running back like uh man, like I mean maybe Monty. Um, maybe you could find a way to somehow trade into a Clyde, but 
I don't know. You could try and trade Cup for Javante Williams. Maybe um, get that running back that way. Because if he becomes a top 10 running back, you're golden. You have Eckler. You have, you have Javante. You have two top five wide receivers. You have Josh Allen, the number one quarterback, in my opinion. It would be it would be a good it would be a good way to, to build that. But you have to you have to address running back. You have to. You gotta get a running back two in there. Nicholas says, Thanks, Smitty. You're the man. I do love Adams, but definitely considering Najee. I mean, it's early, bro. You're gonna get some major looks. You're gonna get a lot of people saying, Oh, bro, you took Najee way too early. And it feels early. It feels like it feels way too early. I don't know if you can trade. I don't know if you already answered that, but I would trade down. I would trade down, bro. I would trade down. Your Honor, how did we do in my 16 team? 16 team, this is going to be thin, right? Pick 14, Herbert, Gibson, AJ, Dillon, Diggs, Galladay, uh, Callaway, IU, Cook, Pollard, Madison. I mean, yeah, that's uh, 16, 16 team is tough. Herbert, Gibson, and Diggs. To walk away with that trio is really good. And Ayuk and I like it. It's hard to evaluate a 16-team league. Like, everyone wants to, like, say, oh, that's thin. But, I mean, that's 16 teams. That is that is a ton. That is a ton. That gets really thin really quick. You you have three really good guys. Like, your cornerstone of your team is absolutely solid. Smitty approved. Smitty approved in a 16-teamer. That is brutal. Okay. Blake. The guy at nine wanted to trade, but the commissioner don't want us to trade picks. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. What am I supposed to do about that, Blake? Here, screen grab this. Commissioner, I command you in my court. This is uh, an hour and a half exactly into the show, buddy. So screen grab this and send it to your commission. Dear Commission, I order you allow draft pick trading. Just because you don't know how to draft pick trade doesn't mean you can hold Blake back from doing what he loves. Mr. B, please answer this guy's question he's been asking the entire stream. Who? Mike? Oh, Mike? My boy Mike? I believe Pitts should be higher than Kittle. And the big three tight ends are Kelsey, Waller, and Pitts. I do like where you're going, Mike. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I got a lot of Niner people in here, so they're going to get upset, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I think Pitts is going to be a beast. He's different. I, I, don't, I don't know why everybody keeps saying that tight ends traditionally don't do well. Tight ends traditionally... Have a slow start. This is not a traditional tight end. This is a guy that could have a thousand yards and eight to ten touchdowns as a rookie tight end. He could absolutely drop straight fire. And he's probably the number one dynasty tight end in my book. Like, can you get away with not drafting him as the number one dynasty tight end? Maybe. But he is the dynasty tight end one in my book. And in redraft. I'm liking him at like the end of the fourth and definitely in round five. But I think it's a little early to draft him in round three. But I do love him in four in certain situations. So that's Smitty approved. I don't know what question 
was being repeated that you want me to answer, bro. But let me know. Thank you, Mike. Mike Wolf, the man. Smitty, 0.5 PPR. Would you trade Hill for Saquon? I don't take... Grind. I take Hill in round one, right around the 9 to 12. I don't draft Barkley in round one. We hit that at the top of the show, Grind. Definitely rewatch my Barkley rant. Thank you, Wolf. I like your avatar, by the way, Wolfie. Should I trade T. Higgins for Javante Williams redraft half PPR? Uh, it depends on your needs, but I would. I'd rather, I will draft Javante higher than Higgins. That's me, so I would make that trade. But I don't mind. I don't care if someone feels differently about that topic. That's very arguable. Hit the thumbs up. Thank you, Bernard. Yo, Smitty, you missed my super chat. Okay. Let me go on the hunt. There it is. Sorry, pal. Yo, Smitty, thanks for answering my text during my draft. He's talking about HeySmitty.com. Right here. HeySmitty.com, my text service. Um, I got Elliot with the 1.9. Absolutely phenomenal. I absolutely love that. I got Pollard in the 12th round. That's absolutely awesome. Who else did you get, Devin? That's fantastic, bro. Let's send this link to Dr. Raj and see if he wants to hop on. Let's also send the link to... Let's send this link to a couple people. Let's see if we can get some people in here. Let's send it to Grant. Grant. Okay. I sent it to three people. We should get one person to dial in, I imagine. I've also sent it to Danny Woodhead. We're going to try to get Woody in here. Okay. Two more questions for uh, for Fantasy Football Court. Not including this one. He wants me to rate his team. Dak, Henry, Aaron Jones, Mixon, Carson, Woods, Ayuk, Chase, A.B., Devon. See, this is not my style, Kyle. I, I don't hate it. It's a, it's a good team, but it's so running back heavy. It's like this is a running back, running back, running. You know, like I don't draft like I I can draft like that, but I don't. I like a more balanced approach. I'm not all about trying to get Woods and Ayuk and Cup and uh, Robbie Anderson and you know, those guys, I want to have a Ridley. I want to have a, a, a Justin Jefferson. I love lamb. I want all those, those big dogs. So uh, it's a good team. It's a good team. It's, I, I think it's a move or two away maybe from, from being in the mix. So you make one strong trade and, and, and then I'm going to like it. Big bub says, come on, Smitty. I've been saying Bro, it's not like I'm trying to avoid it. It's just the coincidence that your question... Like, I saw this question. <laughs> it's always that 
I missed the question and then I see the complaint. Uh, Big Bob, I'm looking for your question, bro. Like, why would I ever ignore anybody on purpose? You know what I'm saying? Not to mention Big Bob, which you're probably not understanding is that you've copied and pasted it probably and it's not showing up anymore because it's it's being it's being treated like it's uh like a spam post or something like that so it's automatically being taken out by the by youtube so i don't even see your question your question is not even coming in um maybe this was the question right here i see it way way back but i don't it, since you've been pasting it in over and over I, i've not seen it so I don't know if this is the question. I'll answer this one. But paste it in differently. Don't just copy and paste it. The almighty Smitty. AJB and Kittle or Kelsey and Ayuk. Give me AJB and Kittle. But that's close. I mean, that could go. That could. That depends on Ayuk. If Ayuk's a top 10 to 15 wide receiver, it's pretty darn solid. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like that if, if Ayuk does well. But... AJ Brown and Kittle for me most likely, but it's close. You could argue it. I could, I could argue it differently each time. No problem, Big Bub. I, that's a that's part of the problem. Is it? It uh, is that the question? It's not that I'm ever ignoring you. I don't ever try and ignore anybody. Trade T Higgins for Michael Thomas, having CD Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Jamar Chase. No, because Michael Thomas may not even come back. He's out for six weeks. Jesse, keep keep Higgins, Broski. Keep Higgins, my man. You need to buy Thomas cheaper than that. Smitty, Callaway, AB. Let me put it this way. Higgins, Jesse, is going in like round five or six or seven or something. You know, it just depends on who you're drafting with. Mike Thomas is like an eighth or ninth round pick. That guy's trying to work you. Trying to work you. Don't let him do it, Jesse. You're part of the fantasy football show community. You don't get worked. You do the blasting, bro. You don't get blasted. You do the blasting. Smitty, Callaway, AB, or Anderson at the flex. Give me Callaway. One call away. Does that answer your question, Matt? Does does AB have a song on the show? The answer is no. Does Robbie Anderson have a song on the show? If he did, it would be a bad one. The answer is no. Does Callaway, one call away Callaway, have his own song on the show? That should answer the question. Put him in, broski. Matt, you know what to do. That's the first time I've heard that drop. Does it play clearly? Because that's not it's not dialed into the stream. It's playing into the speakers, into the mic, so I don't know how clear how clear it is. Sounds like fine young cannibals. What? Is that a band? <laughs> is, that, is that a group? <laughs> Greets in good old Germany. Atta boy. I'm a lawyer and here for my client Najee Harris to be a top 12 pick. Is Najee your client, bro? At a boy. Najee's going to be. Najee is a top 12 pick in my book. All about NFL football, okay? Lord Smitty, your honor. 
Terry says, Callaway. Callaway. Boy, Terry. Terry's the man. Terry's the man, man. You hear me, Terry? Lord Smitty, your honor, would you please rate my team Tannehill, Cook, Clyde, Keenan Allen, Ayuk, Fant, Cup, Sermon. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, like I've been honest the whole time. You're you're one good move away, broski. So Damian Harris is a good trade high. Trade Damian and Ayuk or trade Damian and Cup for a Jefferson or a Lamb type player. Get in there and then you're you're set. You just need one trade. It's not when I tell people your team's not there yet. Some people take it very badly. They go into a little bit of a lull. And they're like, damn it, Smitty doesn't love my team. Look, toughen up. Go make one. All I'm saying is you make one creative trade using the information you get from the Fantasy Football Show. One fire move away from being the number one team. And that fire move is very easy. You do some two-for-ones. You drop a ton of them. And you land one and boom. Boom. Uh, I have a five-man bench since I have Zeke. Should I pick up Pollard and drop Samuel or Boyd? Browns fan two two one. Don't take this the wrong way, Browns fan. This is for your own good. Hey Schmitty, should I pick up? <laughs> hey Schmitty, should I pick up Tony Pollard? <laughs> you This is for your own good, Browns fan. This is I you're my boy. Don't take this the wrong way. This is a lesson. We all have lessons. I'm wrong all the time. I take laps for a living. Okay? Hey Smitty. Should I pick up your favorite player, Tony Pollard? <laughs> should I pick up the best backup running back in the NFL? Top six to ten running back if Zeke goes down. A home run sleeping giant. One of the best players in the NFL, of whom I have the starter. I literally have 80% of the backfield right now. I'm running the risk if Zeke goes down, I'm done. I'm done. I, I have the solution right in front of my face. <laughs> Tony Pollard is sitting right there. I can lock down top five guaranteed running back number. But, but it would cost me dropping Samuel. <laughs> He's hurt. He may come back. Samuel may come back. He might not, but he could. And what if I need a wide receiver eight? Like, what if I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, wide receiver eight or securing my season? What do you think I should do? Thanks. That, that's the kind of that's the kind of message I get, and I'm like, are you not watching the show, Browns fan? Are you new? If you're new, it's fine. Let me give you let me give you a positive Browns fan. Number 1, you drafted Elliot. Good on you. I love Elliot this year. Number 2, you're smart enough to know that he's sitting there and you need to grab him. So good on you. Now go grab him and then come back and watch the rest of the show. Hurry. Go, go. Samuel, who cares about Samuel? He's hurt. He's not even that good. And Boyd, I mean, you, I, I wouldn't cut Boyd over Samuel. Trade Boyd, though. Boyd's got good trade value. But on your way, come back and let us know when you own him, please. And I hope to God 
You don't have to put a bid in and wait all night. And you're going to be up through the night wondering if you landed them. Losing sleep. Good Lord. I'm not going to sleep, Browns fan, until I know he's secured on your team. So please come back and tell me. This is going to drive me nuts all night. I'm going to be sitting there eating dinner, thinking about Browns fan 221. Wondering. Wondering. He got him. Thank God. Thank God. I thought I was going to have to go through dinner, Netflixing, all just completely the Superman emoji popping into my head. You know, Browns fan. I wonder, this is me. I'm sitting there. I'll be sitting there while I'm watching with Miss Mitty. Supposed to be focused on on the moment, you know, out, outside of the studio. You're in the studio all day. I come out and it's like I'm sitting there going, let's, let's put on uh, let's put on Animal Kingdom. Not that, not about the animals. We're talking about Animal Kingdom, one of the best shows about a, a bunch of surfers that are heist masters. They they they, they rob people and so you're you're I'm turning it on Animal Kingdom. Okay. Gee, I wonder if Browns fan two two one picked up Pollard. I, I no longer have to worry. I, I literally would have been thinking about that. Am I allowed to shoot for Chubb with Edwards, Mike Davis, and MT? Am I allowed to shoot for Chubb using Gus Edwards, Mike Davis, and MT? You're allowed to, but you're probably not going to land it. Matt says, Smitty, should I trade Mark Andrews and Mike Davis for Najee? Absolutely. 100%. A little, little worried about you even asking the question, broski. Go get Najee now before it's too late and if that's your concoction it's going to get rejected but that that's the one thing that i get excited about when someone asks me a question they're like hey smitty would you take Najee harris for um for monty and curtis samuel and i'm like oh crap bro like uh yeah get on that trade right now amazing trade bro high five take a victory lap bro we did it we did it and then i get the reply Oh, no, it wasn't offered to me. I was going to send it. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, broski, you're not, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get But, hey, if that, if that trade offer is sent to you, Matt, punch the button. And you could figure out tight end, broski. Matt sent a super chat. Okay, hold on, Matt. Hold on, Matt. Oh, here's a super chat. They come through sometimes and then the questions are, are overloaded. Let me see. Super chat, super chat, super chat, super chat. Okay. Thing I'm caught up. Super chat. There's a super chat. Brandon, I got yours. Okay, I think I'm caught up. Okay, here we go. Matt, Matty Boy. Matty Boy says, rate my team, Smitty. Kyler, Gus the Bus, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Ayuk, Damian Harris, Sermon. We're liking it. We're liking it. You, young man, need to trade Gus the Bus while his value's high. Trade Damian while his value's high. Um... Part of me wonders if you can go to the lamb owner. This is how I, I I reverse engineer trade. Okay. So first thing you do, and I'm going to have a video on how to trade. And I know that sounds like, oh, you don't know how to trade. I, I know you know how to trade, but this is how you this is how you nail trades consistently. Okay. So Tyreek Hill. What do we want to do with Tyreek Hill? We don't want to give Tyreek Hill away. But there are certain players I like as much or quietly more like Diggs. And then lower Jefferson, lower C.D. Lamb. So you go to the C.D. Lamb owner's team, take a gander at his roster, and you ask yourself, 
Can I up upgrade somebody? Can I upgrade Gus the bus into a Clyde Clyde boy? Can I upgrade Gus the bus into something like like that? Or can I trade Tyreek for Lamb and get a Javante Williams? Like, can I do something like that? Like, look into how to to upgrade Gus the bus in a deal that has you sending Tyreek Hill for C.D. Lamb, Gus the bus for upgraded player. I would try and go down that avenue. If you can't. Trade Damian Harris and maybe Ayuk for, you know, a running back better than Damian Harris. I would try and do one move for that running back two or running back one, depending on how you look at Eckler. I like Eckler. Gus the Bus is not horrible. Keep him. Like, don't, don't trade him low or anything. But I certainly would try and take advantage of his value because we just don't know what he's going to be looking like, you know, a, a couple weeks into the season. Hey, Smitty got the second pick, Camara, wide receiver one, slash tight end, question mark, fourth and fifth round pick. Eddie, I wish I could give you a blueprint that said, hey, take running back here, take wide receiver here, take tight end here, but I would be doing you a disservice, bro, because we don't know who's going to fall. So I would say most likely from that two pick, you're looking at very good wide receiver, wide receiver action. You could grab a tight end. I'm more about grabbing the next TJ Hawkinson. I'm more about grabbing Logan Thomas, Robert Tunyon, Noah Fant, Goddard, Higby. Higby can ha be had in double-digit rounds, bro. Sometimes like round 13, round 12, round 11. Logan Thomas is a steal at round 9, 10, 11, 12. So I'm not messing around with tight end at that turn pick when you can get two top five wide receivers potentially. You could get Justin Jefferson and Lamb, or Justin Jefferson and Ridley. Or if Clyde were to fall, you'd take Clyde and one of those wide receivers. But from that pick, I'm not doing the old tight end grab, I don't think. I mean, it depends on who's there. Best player available will determine everything. In the fourth round, good lord, if Josh Allen's there, you grab him. In round five, if you don't get a quarterback yet, Kyler Murray's a fantastic pick. Javante Williams is great in round five. There are some players to target, but you have to go best player available first and foremost. So make sure you stay the course of the best player available approach. And wide receivers tend to be, not always, but tend to be at that that two, three turn pick that you got there from the number two spot. Smitty's late night pizza fun. boy, Gary, thank you. We need to do a pizza run very, very soon. Um, it, the pandemic shut down the 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 like night hours everywhere still smitty how do you feel about this trade gus edwards or mike davis let me know what you think should be in the trade and damian harris for hawkinson or am i selling myself short um i i mean i think gus goes ahead of hawkinson not that i necessarily agree or disagree I think Davis probably goes ahead of Hawkinson. Again, not that I agree or disagree. And Damian Harris, a lot of people like him. He has pretty good trade value. I would say you're overpaying. It depends who your tight end is. It also depends on if there are any tight ends available. Is Goddard available? Is uh, is Hig Higby available? Who do you have on the bench? You know, that a lot of that is dependent. Um, but I would say that, uh, you know, I would say that, that it's not the worst trade, but it's not a trade I think I would be looking to do. 
Smitty, is Clyde still a good mid-second round pick? Absolutely, Cat fan. The guy's going to get volume as long as he stays healthy, which would be my only concern, I suppose. He's going to get the PPR work this time around. He didn't learn pass protection or get uh, immersed in the PPR game heading into 2021 or 2020. And, and people need to realize he's going to get tons of volume now in both the passing and rushing game, which is going to mean he won't be game scripted out like he was last year. People judging Clyde off last year aren't considering the, the obstacles that players like him had walking into the season. Like no preseason, no PPR work. Casey's one of the toughest playbooks to learn. And we all dropped the ball on on trying to package in and baking in the risk. Baking in the risk of the, the offseason. And that will do it for Fantasy Football Court. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. We have a few minutes left. I might rant a little bit on a few things before you are sent on your way. I need you to hit the thumbs up while you're in here. I also need you to understand that I'm going to comment to every question I get for the next 24 to 48 hours on on the video. So if you didn't get your question answered, be one of the first people to drop a comment and I'm going to get to it because I answer pretty much every single comment within the first 24 to 48 hours. So if I missed your comment, you think I'm mad at you. You think I ignored you on purpose, which I didn't. I just didn't have time. How many questions have have we had? Somebody post a question. It tells me how many questions we've had come through every time I get one. Or where did that go? I used to get that. Well, son of a bee. Hmm. Maybe this will do it. Okay. I'm I'm exhausted. That show took it out of me. Terry with the super chat. Since you're the number one on tight end finder and fantasy thoughts on 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 who's upside? Who? Repeat your question, Terry. No offense, no offense. I think you mean no offense. Is that right? I think you meant Noah. I like no offense. No offense to me could be the next Hawkinson for sure. I guess Teddy Bridgewater worries me a little bit in terms of can we get the most out of Noah? Is Noah Fant going to probably be, um, you know, held back? Yeah, a little bit, but I still like him a lot. Like if he's going around nine or something or eight, ten, probably nine or ten, I really like him. But I go back and forth on, on uh, man, I go back and forth on Logan Thomas even and Noah Fant. Because Logan Thomas is in a situation that I think he's going to be fed a ton. So, man, that's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Who's the next? Who's the next Hawkinson? Like Terry, do you like Noah Fant or Logan Thomas better? Do you like Noah Fant or Goddard better or Higby? I like Higby a little more given the cost. Like Higby can be had later, and so I really like I really like him. Herndon is a bust. Yeah, I'm not going near Herndon. Terry, I appreciate you, my my buddy. You like Thomas more? I do too. I feel like Thomas is a little safer. 
feel like Thomas has got tons of upside. Terry McLaurin says Adam. Adam, thanks for joining, bro. I don't know if you've been here long. I feel like I just saw your, your comment for the first time today. Got a lot to rewatch, my man. Watching Smitty eat last night made me go buy groceries. boy, Mark. I did eat a little too much yesterday. I had I had like a, a load of baked potato before that. What did I have? What did I have? My days run together. And then I had that breakfast this morning. Like I, I need to run. I need to run. I need to run more. Super chats aren't working, says Adam. That's odd, bro. Are you on a different device? Might need to have it turned on on that device. But appreciate you. Regardless, my man. Does T.Y. Hilton have any trade value? Not now, bro. He's banged up, isn't he? What's, he, what's his status? Let's see. T.Y. Hilton. But no, no one's going to. Even if he's healthy, no one's trading for T.Y. Hilton. Let's see. T.Y. Hilton... Expected to miss multiple weeks with a neck injury. Yeah, no, no one's giving you anything, bro. No one's even gonna pick him up when you drop him. I mean, it depends on the depth of your league, but he, he's a he's a nothing burger right now. That order of chicken, the the load of baked potato, Mark. It was pretty good. Yeah, Terry, um, message me right now, and we'll set that up. Uh, probably looking to do that maybe within within maybe. Give me about 45 minutes to an hour, and then maybe we'll jump on a, a call. Okay, Terry, I'll send you a, a Zoom link, and we'll make your shirt. So message me, bro. Smitty the Destroyer, where can I make appointment improvements? I can't. I'm going to read it on the screen here. <laughs> I can't read it in the little box here. Smitty the Destroyer, where can I make improvements? Improvements, I think you wanted to say. Mahomet. <laughs> Mahomet. Harris. Carson Adams. Higgins. Corey Davis. Callaway. Hunt. Jonu. Thank you. Appreciate you, pal. Um, Najee Harris, I assume. Devontae Adams, I assume. I like that. I like Hunt. I would trade Carson and Higgins for one better running back. Easy peasy. Send out about 15 offers on that bad boy. To shoot for a running back higher than Carson that you like a lot more than Carson. Maybe cost very similar. And and giving in Higgins will probably do the trick. Especially if someone needs a running back. You know what I mean? Kamara, Harris, AJ, Allen, IU, Carter. Tried to follow your plan at the three spot. That is fantastic. I like it. Carter, hopefully Carter wasn't your one, two, three, four, five, six pick because that could be a little high based on the ADP broski, but even if it is, uh, you did good. That's a really good team. Any concern that Mike Davis may be subbed for the younger guys behind him and the wheels fall off? I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there's a reason Mike Davis isn't a third round pick, you know, right now, and he could arguably be that good. But it's because we don't know. He's older. You know, he did slow at the end of the year, but his mileage is kind of low. He's older running back, though. Your body breaks down at a certain age, whether your, you know, your mileage is low or not, even if you're just like 30 years old. So there's concern. 
you know, but I think at his ADP, there's really no concern. If he goes at round five, six, that's a fantastic running back to take. So I don't have concerns at his ADP. Do I have concerns a little bit in general? Sure. Saclan, I appreciate you, Saclan. Saclan's my boy, Blue. As a quarterback, you technically don't hit your prime until your 30s, says Mr. B. That can be true. Nicholas Smitty, I appreciate the help. I don't hate Najee at 6 in .5 PPR. We do have four keepers in the top 24. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nicholas, are you telling me you can keep Najee? Then it, it does change my mind even to wanting to have him. If I don't know if there's a cost consideration, but the show's ending. I will say that I do like the idea of keeping drafting Najee higher at six if you have keeper consideration like if it doesn't like if you can only keep guys drafted outside of round three then that wouldn't apply here but if you can literally keep Najee next year by drafting Najee then I love Najee top 24 no sorry four of the top I don't know Nicholas you know what I'm saying hopefully you can translate that into it I appreciate all of you. If I missed your comments, comment below. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday here on the Fantasy Football Show, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, every single Tuesday and Thursday. And I go live every single Saturday night. We do all kinds of awesome stuff on Saturday night. Um, Next mock draft will probably be Saturday night, probably maybe Friday night, um, and maybe, what's today, Tuesday? Maybe Thursday night. Potentially tonight, but I'm not going to make any promises on that. But I am live every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And pretty much every Friday and Saturday as well. And if you haven't followed me on Instagram, make sure you get on over to Instagram right now and follow me. We're at 10.2K. And I go live. Where you want to find me, the hour before kickoff will be Instagram. I'll be live right here. So if you're not following me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show, the same handle as the YouTube channel here. If you're not following me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show, you won't find me in the mornings doing start bench advice. Uh, the reason I chose to do the start bench advice on Instagram versus YouTube is in the past, traditionally, we have had a lot less um, YouTube traffic on Sunday morning for whatever reason so I'm balancing out my different platforms YouTube gets most all of my attention so it was just kind of a move I made although I may try and go live at the same time on YouTube and see if I can make it work because that might be a, a good show for you guys to, to, to see like if I have Instagram here and I've got it right here on the iPad and I have this angle maybe it works maybe you guys hear the questions maybe it becomes a pretty decent show So we'll see how that works. But I appreciate all of you. Hit the thumbs up on your way out the door. And don't forget my HeySmitty.com text service. And of course, of course, of course, make sure you get on over to Smitty1.com. Smitty1.com right here. Smitty, the number one, dot com. And click on this underdog banner right here. Deposit. Make a deposit. Underdog Fantasy. Ten bucks. They'll match They'll give you $25 bonus cash by just dropping a $10 first-time deposit using promo code SMITTY. And you get a phone call from me. 
And there's nothing better than having a bunch of best ball leagues that you don't have to worry about setting lineups for. It's optimal lineup decided for you based on your, your highest scores. And if your season goes to crap, you'll, you're going to have three or four or five or six or whatever best ball number of leagues you do waiting for you. So your season doesn't go down the toilet if you get hit with injuries. You will have some leagues that are rolling constantly. And imagine if you had injury strike and your season was over. And you didn't have a best ball league or two to follow along. But then you pull up your best ball leagues from your Fantasy Underdog app. And you're like, oh, I drafted this team. It's balling out. And then you get to watch it all year long and it saves your fantasy season. Best ball. You need to do a little bit of best ball. It's low maintenance. You draft and it's done. You don't have to do a single thing. You just check on it, check in on it week in and week out. So go do it. Smitty1.com. Click on this banner here, Underdog Fantasy. Deposit 10 bucks. Get a phone call. Get your $25 bonus cash. It's an easy call to make. Appreciate all of you. HeySmitty.com is... <laughs> HeySmitty.com Right here Order my tech service I got texts I gotta get to right now Appreciate all of you, later Oh, and hey If I ha- if you haven't got your door league spot We're still waiting on a number of people And your spot's gonna go to somebody else And I don't wanna do that So please contact me if you don't have your door league invite and you and you're in door league 1